0: Welcome to the Jewish Education Experience Podcast with your hosts, Yasmina and Ari, who will be uncovering gems of wisdom with Jewish educators from around the world.
1: If you like our episodes and you want to become a patron, you can help support more episodes just like this by going to www. Dot Patreon.com forward slash Jewish education Experience Podcast.
2: Our esteemed guest is Rabbi Daniel Lewin, L-E-W-I-N. Rabbi Daniel Lewin is a musmach of Yeshiva Chafetz Chaim, the rabbinical seminary of America. In addition to his smicha, he took courses offered there on Jewish education with Rabbi Mechel Rottenberg and Rabbi Yoel Kramer. He has a bachelor's in computer science and a master's degree in general and special education from Turo College. He enjoys working in Jewish schools and presently works as a Kriya Rebbe, focusing on reading skills with elementary school students in Talmudical Academy of Baltimore, as a general studies special education teacher working in Talmudical Academy High School through the Penn Maryland State Program. And as a special educator for adults in the Gesher Le Torah program of the Center for Jewish Education program of the Jewish Federation, he enjoys working with students across the lifespan and focuses on skill-based learning, as well as sharing the fundamentals of Torah values, philosophy, and midos character development. He can be reached at Rabbi Daniel Lewin at gmail.com. Hello. Thanks so much for being with us here today. Um, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you began your journey in education? Sure. Um, so,
0: a lot of it started actually with Rabbi Gourds from Harrisburg. Oh wow! Uh, um, yeah. So he was uh, um, a former a former guest on the podcast, by the way. Okay, great. So, uh, um, you know, he's the he's the one who guided me to towards yeshiva. So. Um, Okay, because you went to the Yeshiva Academy here. I actually did not go to the Yeshiva Academy. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is my last year in high school, actually. And um, I was in public school, and uh, he directed me to um, Ordovid in Israel. I, I used to go to his house every, about every Shabbos in my senior year in high school. Um, so he directed, wow. me, he directed me towards Ordovid, um, which is the Yeshiva in Israel um which is you know got geared towards um people either with a weaker background or i say like people with a weaker background um and um from there i was i went there for 2 years um and after you know gaining some skills in in learning Gamara and some other other skills um I, I, I went to the shiv in Milwaukee for three years, um, which really helped me develop a way. Of, uh, a, there, it helped me develop a derech of learning, a, a way of learning. And um, from there, I went to um Chavos Chaim in Forest Hills, which is there. So, so the way it works is, which is a is a branch of the of Chaim in New York. And that was the main branch. So there, I got to learn from under Rav Henech Leibovitz, the Tal, is the Rosh Yeshiva, and there I really, you know, gained really a lot in terms of skills and learning. And the and actually, the, one of the um, big things the yeshiva emphasizes is actually going out and teaching. So um, and Rav Gortz, which I mentioned earlier was also from Chavetz Chaim. So. Um, sort of that was I was kind of following his footsteps um, and and when I was so in, once I was there eventually um, I did get a master's in computer science and then after I got married I moved to Chicago and I learned Intel's there I learned in Skokie so um was involved in you know I guess being other upper up other ways of learning, approaching things, um, but eventually we moved back to New York. This When I moved back to New York, um Chavez Chaim had moved from Forest Hills to Kew Garden Hills, um, and there, um, you know, I was in coal there for many years, and um, I, you know, I built some nice relationships with some some of the, oh, a, a lot of the shivas I went to, I, I developed a nice <laughs> relationship with them. There the, are the am like in, just to name a few, um, in, I'd say, in Ordovid, uh, the Roshiva the there, uh, Rabbi Granovsky, who I'm still in touch with, and um, in, 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 in Kuger, and, and uh, I'm sorry, at Witz, there was uh, Rabbi Zakai, and Rabbi Rausch and Rabbi Renner, who I'm still very close with, who, who actually advises me still on, on different things even involved in teaching um and in and in forest hills um some of the rabbin i i developed a close relationship um there's a rabbi dr goldman who i who who I, who also um had, gave me advice and, and rabbi samuel and others um and um eventually i got a masters uh, also at toro but not in flatbush this was a actually in forest hills so there i got when I got a master's in 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 regular and special education um, I it helped that I had a bachelor's already um, so then i was it took me about two years and um including in that um i also as part of that pro, as part of that program you go and you um, student teach in in different schools um so um so, so, so one of the, one of the places that I went was called YCQ, which is I think it stands for the the Yeshiva of Q Gardens, um, and um, I'm not sure about that, so I have to check that. out. <laughs> but it's called YCQ. Oh no, the Yeshiva Central Queens. That's what it is, uh, which makes more sense because Q Gardens is the K. <laughs> um, so, so, so. Um, I stu- I studied under some of the teachers there, and, um, um, and, uh, I was, I was also, um, an assistant teacher, um, I studied, I studied, this was kind of on my own, but, it, uh, I, I w- wasn't paid, but I studied as a, sort of, like, I was a student, te- not a student teacher, I was a teacher's assistant, um, for a while, um, at, um, called Hank. Um, and, um, and I gained a lot there. And eventually, um, once I got my master's and I got, um, licensed to teach in, in New York, um, eventually, um, I started doing what's called, they call it P3 there, but basically what it is, is it's a is the city pays you to be a, to go to, to, to sort of be a resource room for schools that don't have it. You can also do it in the home. And mm-hmm. so I worked in different schools in Brooklyn. Um, and I actually, the youngest I worked with, I worked with, I did work with some preschool kids. Um, I worked with some elementary school kids and I worked with middle school kids. So, um, it was nice being able to sort of
2: help them. Well, it definitely sounds like you know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> fun never stops as an educator, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so the next question is Are if there's any educators that you particularly admire. I mean, you mentioned a few there. Um, is there one in particular you want to talk about? I mean, I mean the two
0: actually that are coming to my mind, one of them I didn't mention yet. One is, of course, Rabbi Gewurz, and one of them is Rabbi Zeidel um so rabbi go who i mentioned i think you know just is that you know i i so from him i got to see him more as like a um like a rebbe you know um i wasn't any i i did learn some torah from him definitely and um i didn't see him like in like an official let's say um in his in his official job as the uh as uh he works in the in the day school there but um you know he did definitely took some classes with Gamora with him and just like seeing how he handles himself in his day to day life. And, you know, just how he is, you know, that's kind of like a good role model for any educator.
2: Um, it's have- such an important part, isn't it? To see how he's, he actually acts. Yes. Right. Yes.
0: You know, he's very humble. Um, he's very patient, you know, considerate, you know, tremendous midos. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's, and I think that's why he's so successful.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: of course, you have to know, you have to know how, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know how, you have the skills of a, uh, uh, of a mechanic, which he's definitely, you know, very talented at, but he also just is, he's, he's a mensch, you know. Right. Um, you, 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 you know, you, you learn almost from him by watching him, you know.
2: Right. I guess I, I have to ask you, um, with, uh, with the COVID stuff um what what are you guys doing there are 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 the students wearing masks are you wearing a mask all the time so affecting the education component are you guys on zoom so when if when covid first started out we were doing everything virtual you know so all those
0: challenges of 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 trying to give over information to students over the computer
2: it's not ideal Um,
0: right it's definitely not ideal um I think we, we you know I think I think we made the best of it and I I think um certainly students still gained. Right now we're all in school with masks except for the some students are you know if you get quarantined or sometimes the teacher gets quarantined and then they're teaching over Zoom. Um, so but um at this point we're all in school and you know the school has rules wearing masks social distancing you know they have, um, they 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 put a plexiglass. So, um,
2: mm. they everybody, work. everybody's managing okay with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, you know, everything's not ideal, but um, it's uh it's better than over. The, it's better than virtual.
2: Right. Mm. Manage.
0: You do the best you can. You know, mm. still have to make connections with the students. You still have to, you know, think how you're going to teach and and. Um, and assess your students, you know, so it's really, it's, in a way, it's the same thing. It's just, you have to figure out how to sort of sometimes how to reach your students in a different way, whether it's using, you know, some, like some, like a lot of teachers will use their, their face, but, um, to, 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 to be but you have to keep in mind that, well, they can't see part of your face is covered, <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. So, so, so that's, that's really the challenge. And then sometimes, um, some some classes I haven't had so much of this challenge, but some classes are teaching to to um, students in the classroom and over Zoom at the same time, which is his own challenge, you know.
2: Right. Right. All right. Well, anyways, we're, we're jumping around here. Um, so I apologize. I kind of I interrupted you uh, in my own question uh, about the you were you were talking about the educators that you admire. Um, I think you were still talking about Rabbi words. Right, so um but okay, so I, I think though i
0: I kind of got the point in terms of Rabbi Gortz just gaining from he's such a good role model just to watch him how he behaves, besides how he teaches, but just how he conducts himself. So I think that's what I got from Rabbi Gortz.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: um now from Rabbi Zadel, who kind of was um um so I, I I didn't mention this before, but i but I worked at a I worked at, in New York at a place called Kulanu. Um which is a special education um, school in cedarhurst cedarhurst. It's a high school has a middle school with two um, and he was um, he was my supervisor there and I really just learned a lot in terms of working especially with that that population um, about you know how to how to conduct oneself um, how to um approach things, how to approach students, how to approach students differently. Um, and really, um, I, I think I really learned a lot in terms of, you know, from his approach, which was he was very he, he was very good at being knowing when to be hands on and when to be hands off and letting me learn things and letting me try different things. And um and so um you know you know, and and like he was very good in terms of, um, you know, when he when he would critique me, I should do this a little bit differently. I should do that, you know, and you um, know, and, uh, and I got to watch him also, so you know, in action and how he dealt with the students. So I feel like he was like a good role model of of uh, of how to how to teach the students, but also somebody who really taught me, who really gave me sort of the actual t- training. Um, especially in special ed how to deal with, with with the students
2: okay so what what percentage of the students that you're with uh, would you say are special ed? Um currently, um
0: currently the students that I have that are special ed um, so currently I have a position I work at Talmudical Academy um, okay. in and I work in the elementary school in the morning and there I do Kriya, and that's I'm doing Kriya with all the with 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 students, you know, not not necessarily sort with of special needs. Um I this year I do Korea with a second grade and a fourth grade and I'm doing everybody in the classroom, whether or not they have special needs.
2: So Kriya meaning reading in Hebrew? Yes. Hebrew reading. Okay. In the
0: afternoon, um I work um in the and it's the afternoon I work in the high school and that's when I do special ed to help them with their general studies. Um, and I and mostly the most most of them the most that, that people need help in is actually math. Oh. Uh, so uh, I guess you can help them with that, can't you? What? Yes. So <laughs> I, yeah, I I I could help, yes, definitely I can help with that. I've I've training up to calculus too, so I'm <laughs> able to help them with, with math. Um, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically I'm mostly teaching either pre-algebra, algebra, or or geometry. Uh-huh. Um, wow. So, um, I do help some students with English. Um, so, so this, uh, so 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 these students, I would say. So, um, in terms of percentage, obviously there, there's a lot more elementary school students that I'm working with. But in terms of like, dividing my time, it's probably a little bit more with the elementary school than with the high school um with high school it's a a lot fewer but uh, you know it's it's more it's actually more hands-on um and um and so and and,
2: right right so it's uh it's kind of interesting because you know it's like special education i mean you know so this is the education podcast here you know we think all education is special um but even just the word education is kind of hard to define like so how do you define education
0: so how would I define education? So I would define education, sort of as, as in, in its simpler form, in, in its simplest form, is kind of is, is finding the what the child needs to learn, and you know finding a way to to reach the child and teach them the information. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that's really its
2: simplest form. Um, so you're saying so it's you're saying the child, if you, you have to figure out what they need, yes, right, and then you're saying it's more about the way that you teach it to them. I think it's. Uh, I mean that, that that I think that's.
0: A, I mean I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. like um, in terms of you know each each, each child has a, uh, you know each child is different. Each student. I mean each adult is different too. I work with it. And you mentioned it's, I work with adults on on Sundays. Oh wow. <laughs> I teach. I have a special special ed. uh, On Sundays, I I teach special ed to to, for adults, and that's 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 terms of you know Jewish Jewish really Jewish education. And there, the focus is more on on um, making them you know really enjoy
2: Judaism. So sorry, Um, is that is that like kind of like Hebrew school, but for adults that have special needs? um it's
0: it's it's different than maybe what you think of Hebrew school um okay uh I guess you could look at it that way but it's more of a way to sort I mean I guess maybe Hebrew school is this too I I don't know I don't know about Hebrew school um uh, <laughs> I know about Hebrew school from when I was growing up so I guess I view these two different things differently okay. so. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> but you uh, never you never taught in in like a, a typical like Hebrew school
0: I never taught in, um, let's say, a, like, like, like I never taught in, um, what do you call it, like a Hebrew school where kids come either after school or on Sunday.
2: Right, after. right. Um, it, sa- it sounds like you've, you've really been um, with uh, students from, like, more traditional background. Is that accurate? That, yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so then, I mean, this is the real meat and potatoes here. You know, how do you talk about God then? with uh and obviously you teach with different age groups so how does it differ you know with the different age groups you teach um if it changes i don't know yeah
0: um so um i would say that um it really depends <laughs> again like 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 we said right it tends on you know if it's all about you know reaching the student and each student's different Then the way you de- uh, besides the grade and the age and their Level of learning, right? Depends on the student, you know. Um, but um, in general, with elementary school kids, you know, um, you want to make sure that you're very positive. I say with everybody, you have to make sure you're very positive. Right. But want to give over that Hashem loves them and cares about them, and um, and um, you want to make you want to really be very positive with, you know, um, you don't want to scare them at all, you know.
2: Um, you know, you're, 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 more concrete, you know, um, so do they, do they ever ask you things like what is God or who is God or like technical questions like that?
0: They can sometimes ask, um, it's, 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 it's hard to, to know when they ask a question that you might take one way, right. uh, you might mean something else, but they will sometimes ask these kinds of philosophical questions. Let's say, you know, why do bad things happen to people?
2: you know, something like that. Is that something something they
0: ask? They could. Yeah. You know, um, something like that. Um, You know, so first of all, you have to be honest, right? Don't, you don't want to give them an answer that is, is wrong. Right. Um, And you also don't want to give them an answer that scares them. Mm -hmm. So it's much better to either say, I don't know, or I'll get back to you than to Come either come up with an answer that might be wrong, or come up with an answer that will scare them for, for elementary school kids,
2: uh-huh. uh,
0: you know. And then again, you know, elementary schools a wide range. You have first through fifth, so so right. can already you can have like a little bit of a more intelligent conversation with them, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, so um, and then you know, and sometimes my high school kids bring up certain things. Um, so since I'm teaching general studies, I the first thing I tell them, you know, I'm not your I'm not your Rebbe, uh-huh. you know. Um, but if they comfortable ask I will definitely discuss different Toshkafa things with them.
2: Uh-huh. You,
0: know? Um, you know and it's all the caveat you, you know you can ask your Rebbe. Um, in my Sunday job, so I'm working with special ed adults. Um, again it's very positive. Focus on Hashem loves them and um and Hashem's proud of them. Which I focus on be, be, with the elementary school kids too. Like Hashem's proud of them. Um, and um you know, that's that's really the sort of you want to give over really any age. You want to give over being very positive um, because, you know, this is going to be this is going to be their connection, you know, to, uh, them, you know, what could be more important, you know, that they that they feel good about themselves. They feel good about Judaism, you know. So really, the more you can do that with probably with any age. Mm-hmm. But especially with the younger kids, um, and I, I'd say my, my, my Sunday group with adults, um,
2: you really, you, you, that's what you really want to do, you know? Is, so is there like a range, let's say with the students you have on, on their backgrounds or are most of them sort of from like the same like community? Oh, there's all different, there's all, all different backgrounds. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, like, I guess I'm asking because I'm wondering, like, if you notice if there's a difference with the student's family, you know, like how much of, of their family influence is going to, because are they generally just basically they believe what their parents believe and they, like, absorb what they learn at home?
0: Um. So I don't, so, so I don't I would say, like I don't always know exactly their family's um level um yeah um of observance or not, certainly once you get to high school, it's probably it could be less important um I mean, it's still important, but like then they're already kind of you know they have their own mind, you know, so like they so like they 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 think certain things and sometimes they've had trouble in school so so they sometimes have issues. Um, so that's, that's actually, it's very important, um, to also develop skills because students who have good skills, um, there is a correlation actually having good skills and, you know, having a good connection to Hashem. It's so, um, that's actually why actually being involved in Kriya in the morning is so important.
2: Sorry, why is that?
0: What? Why what what's the reason because if they feel if they feel like they're being successful in school right learning, you know then then they're gonna have a good feeling about 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 Judaism and Hashem
2: and everything interesting but so yeah, it's a good idea so to have right start it start the day off uh with some success right
1: sure. What do you think is your biggest challenge that you face as an educator? I
0: think my biggest challenge I face as an educator, I definitely, I definitely gave that one some thought, and I think one of my, at least one of my biggest challenges, it's hard to pinpoint your biggest challenge, but um, really it's trying to figure out how to like reach the children, finding ways to to, to teach them, uh, make sure that they're 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 getting what they're supposed to be getting. Um, you know, like a lot of thought goes into that. For sure. Uh, How do you stay motivated as an educator? So I think one of the ways that you stay motivated with educator is to like, you look at like things that you've been successful at, you know? So one thing I, I actually was talking to a parent who I had in the, their student in high school a few years ago, you know, they were very happy with what I had done help with their son. You know, their, their son is now in yeshiva and he's taking courses in college and, you know, being successful. So like, um, or I was, I got a call from a former student who was actually, I mean, from high school, who was actually one of my most difficult students.
2: <laughs>
0: gave me a call. And they just asked me if they thought they were smart enough to go to college.
1: Wow.
0: First of all, I felt good that they had the they felt a connection to me that they could call me after after a few after a few years and yeah. I felt good that I told them yes, definitely. And it was you know, it felt good to feel that you know they they, they matured, you know. Um, they actually apologized and I apologize. you know I said, you know, I didn't have any hard feelings, you know, and but I was glad like, you know, like you see you see them grow up and mature and sort of the fruits of your labors you know, and, um, you know, and that you have a connection, you know, I, I still have a connection when I, I, I led a dominant class that I have a connection to a kid who's now in middle school. So, you know, so it's, it's, it, I think, you know, just having, you know, watching the students grow and have a connection and, 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 and what you can feel you've, you've been in positive impact on their lives. I think that's what keeps me going. Does that
1: happen to you often where you'll have a student come back to you or somehow you uh, interact with them again and they just tell you how much of a difference you made or. Um, so that
0: doesn't, that doesn't happen that often, but it does happen that, you know, I'll meet, you know, former students and they'll be happy to see me, you know, that's also something, you know, happy sure. the happy
2: connection. I feel good about that too, you know, right. um, you yeah. know, wow. so. We're loving, we're loving the positivity here. <laughs> yeah definitely so, so, what advice would you give to new educators who are just beginning their journey um
0: so the advice i think um so so would be really to find good role models um and listen you know if you're new, you should really um even if you have your own ideas, you should be listening to people who have experience right. And um, so have really good role models and get as much sort of um, training as you can, especially in the classroom as you can, Um, because that's really, that's really where, whatever you can learn in a classroom until you're actually in, whatever, I'm sorry, whatever you can like, let's say, learn at a college course or in any other course you take on education until you're actually really in the classroom, right? It's very hard. it's you have to be able to take what you've learned and actually put it into action. Definitely. So I think, I think those two things and I'll be positive. I guess the other thing be positive Don't worry if you mess up, you know, especially if you're inexperienced or whatever don't worry, you know, it happens um, Kids
2: misbehave. It's okay kids are kids. Don't take it personally right. okay. <laughs> do, you, do you have any advice for for, for putting it into action, like the stuff you're teaching, you know, it's so important to put into action. How do you do it? Um, so that's
0: a good question. I guess my advice for putting it into action and I have to be honest, I think some of it is not really conscious. I think a lot of it is actually subconscious. Mm-hmm. You find yourself, you, you saw someone once do this or this or that, and you might even not even do it right away, but eventually you find yourself you know, taking what you learn and putting it into action. So right. I, the, my best advice is to is to sort of um, if you hear something, if you hear something good, um, you could you could try it out yourself. But also a lot of it's just your sort of like attitude and um the way you your outlook, you know, you know sometimes that's what you get actually. He, so like, like a lot of times these, these, these teachers conferences, you might not get away so much practical, but you could get come away with sort of a, uh, okay, but how do they look at it? What's their view on education and approaching students? And then, um, and then, and then, and then you kind of think, you absorb it, especially if you like the message, you know, um, you, then you, then, then you, you can just try to focus on it. And, 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 and sometimes it's almost comes automatic, sometimes not automatic, sometimes automatically it starts following through and, you know, really, um, watching other, watching other educators. Um, I've actually found actually after having more experience teaching, I actually gain more from watching other educators than I think when I first started. Wow.
1: wow.
0: Like I can see, okay, I can see what they're doing.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: That's for sure.
2: Wow. And yeah.
1: you probably learn a lot from the kids directly, too, in, in the classroom, right, you know, and interacting Absolutely. with them.
0: Absolutely. So one well, that's actually got, the, I remember one one teacher conference I went to, I, I mean, one thing I just gained from it was that, that like, um, I don't know if it's, it's always true, but he said, like, a lot of times when when teachers or parents try to apply something to a student, come to a the student, they often get it wrong. And often the, the way to, to actually get to the right solution is to actually ask the student. you know, <laughs> <laughs> with all these students, help, <laughs> like let's ask the child what's going on, what's wrong, you know, and, and then you can pro- often get a more accurate idea of, okay, now that I understand what's wrong, let me
2: implement a solution. hmm So I'm curious how you're going to answer this one. How can we help build a proper Torah foundation for our students? Um, So I
0: thought about this one, too. And um, I thought this, uh, the way I viewed this question was more as like a model of a school. Um, So this is, for me, um, as I mentioned, I had taught at Kulanu, and I I, I really enjoyed working there. I think one of the, and I I know it's like a lot of teachers also like, really enjoyed working there and like some even said this is the place they they started work and I, what i liked about that school was i felt that they worked together almost as a family and um you know i remember i remember one person who was just who, who assisted there said like this was the first school he was at where um where he had a suggestion for a student And like, and, 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 you know, he was talking to, let's say a supervisor and a supervisor said, go try it. You know, like they were looking for ideas from the, they were looking for ideas for, and it doesn't matter who it came from. And so like, you felt like you were really working as a team to help each student there. And I feel like if, like in terms of, let's say you were at a school Sort of i feel I, my personal opinion is is that the way the students sorry way the teachers and the staff and the principals and everybody interact with each other eventually affects how they they interact with the students too and it filters down so true and Definitely. so like they have a really good relationship among and i'm telling you not uh, whether it's secular not secular i'm sorry secular religious it doesn't matter it could be the gym teacher it could even be the 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 it could be the custodian it doesn't really matter if everybody's there working as a team to educate and everybody gets along and you know everywhere's with meadows towards each other that translates that's I think it's almost gonna automatically translate to the students and how you're interact with the students and Mela everyone's you're gonna come up with a successful teaching result yeah. um, so so that's that's I think that would be my model, you know, you know, let's say, you know, in a in, in religious school um, besides the education, which is very important, you know, we want to make sure the students have good mitos. They treat each other with respect. You know, these are values we're giving out, values we're over. They have a relationship with, with God, you know, they, 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 they they're, they're interested, you know, and i really feel like if 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 this, the whole the whole the whole staff is working as a team for that goal um and regardless again regardless of your position there if you're all working for the needs of the students together um then then i th- i i really feel you'll have a successful product you'll 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 be successful and the students will be successful
2: right so with all this change you know uh in the world today um, what a successful Jewish education in the future look like to you? I mean, I'm just curious like do you think um the way we have it we had it, you know before the pandemic and the classroom, like is is that the best what is that the best we can do, or what do you think it's going to look like? So, I
0: mean, I, I I do feel the face to face is the is the ideal. like I, I don't think whatever there are there are some benefits uh, over the computer, but i don't I think they're just heavily outweighed by being person to person relationships in the classroom i just can't imagine replacing that i don't so, think so so we're not going to get replaced by artificial intelligence right <laughs> As, no no <laughs> intelligence will help us you know you know even before this we were using technology in the classroom you know smart boards which is fine great it didn't right.
2: But it's not a replacement right because if we put if we put a robot in there as the teacher, then it'll just make the kids more like robots. Mm. Yes,
0: probably. <laughs> yes.
1: And then it's hard to teach those meted in the same way, right? That the robots can't feel; they don't have the emotion or the empathy, or
2: exactly. Um, but like they can have... be very well behaved, though. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, just everything, you know. Or even your excitement for for whatever you're teaching, you know right.
1: definitely I, had, you need to trans transfer that right to your your students and then it helps them to if they see you're interested and you have a passion for it, then most likely they're gonna be more interested
0: yeah, correct yeah, absolutely
1: i I like what you said before also about how in the former school that you where you worked, you felt that there was really this community and that every single staff person every educator whomever you guys treated each other with respect and listened to each other and then you felt that it was I'm not sure if it was easier if it was you were more able to transfer that to the children or your students because there was already that feel
0: right i mean i feel that's autom- it automatically gets transferred
1: yeah definitely um i guess it's one of those things that we probably could do a better job of too in our schools is just making sure that we're as as educators we're transferring that and making sure that everyone knows that they have a place and they okay. feel welcome and accepted and
0: yeah. Yes.
1: Um, well, is there anything else that you would like to add?
0: So I think is there anything else I'd like to add if there's anything I'd like to sort of part with. Um, my parting thought would just be that to, uh, to realize, you know, we're like the that we're here for the students, you know, that's we can never lose focus of that. You know, we always have to do whatever is best for the students. And that really should be our focus and um, whatever we can do that will make school more meaningful for the students. And um, since we're talking about religious, religious schools, you know, have them feel more of a connection to Hashem and to, you know, and to to be happy to come to school and happy to learn Torah and mitzvahs and anything that we can do that, enhances that
2: that's that's something that
0: we should be doing
1: yeah i like wow.
2: that. yeah uh, well Ra- <laughs> rabbi <laughs> lewin it was uh, an honor to have you on the podcast thank you so much for having me it's an honor and, yeah. and, thank and, you and like you said uh, you know the students need good role models so you know a couple weeks when this goes online uh you know you don't blame us if your uh, your email and your phone's blowing up with a request to be your student <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you very much i really appreciate it
1: well yeah thank thank you again for joining us
2: yeah i might have to try to get you back out here to harrisburg all right
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right take care uh, all yeah, the have, best a, have a great and, week uh, and
2: stay safe and uh and we're looking forward to talking to you soon and, and seeing uh uh where this goes
1: yeah and hanukkah sameya too
2: hanukkah sameya all, right,
1: all right take care
2: Right.